Welcome to Baguette Baguette. I'm TK, Terry Kaufman, an American living in France for the last 22 years. And I'm Marie-Aude Mériguet, born in Paris, and well, I've been living here my whole life. We wanted to make a podcast about everything we love about France. French food, French music, French culture, you name it. Enjoy the episode! Hi, I'm TK Terry Kaufman. When we were looking for a name for this podcast, we wanted something original, something particular, something French, uh, but understandable in English as well. And one of the first names we came up with was Macaroon Macaron. So to explain what is a Macaron or a Macaroon, if you prefer, here is my co-host, Mériaud Mériguet. Hi, Terry. Uh, so what is a Macaron, as we say it in French? Well, first of all, I would say it is this so French pastry, something very, uh, well, I'm putting it in my own words with my own point of view. I would say it's a very chic with a Parisian taste to it, um, small pastry um, made of two cookies, almond cookies, and in between you have either a marmalade or a jam or cream that tastes like chocolate, fruit, really anything. There are dozens of flavors to it, and it's very colorful. It's beautiful, and it tastes yes. good, and it's very, very popular. Yes, it's beautiful, and it's tasty. So what makes them so special between those things? I think it just feels like every time you eat one, it feels like a special event, like, like a special occasion. Um, I mean, you don't just get like macaroons for any random Tuesday uh, or like on the weekend or something where you might have crepes or something like that. It has to be either like a birthday or you're having tea with your great aunt or, or very simply maybe you're visiting Paris for the first time and you're like, you pass by a store that has all these different colors of cookies and you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? I have to go taste this. And then up you go into the store and then you're into a whole another world yes i agree with that and um there's been a change in the history of macaroon lately because before when i was a little girl in the late 80s 1980s it is and the 1990s it would be what you just described uh something special and then the chic of it became to consume macaroons for any kind of reasons because you're having a stroll in paris and you see them, they're beautiful with all the colors and it's so round and you know it's so tasteful. And so you buy a macaroon or a bunch of macaroons. You never really buy just one because they're small. True. So you buy a bunch of five macaroons, let's say, and you just eat them for no reasons. It's like it's the ultimate cheek is that, you know, you yeah, don't have a special occasion. <laughs> extremely luxurious at that case. It's like, it's like having champagne, uh, you know, on a, on a Wednesday for no reason. That's exactly the same kind of thing. It, it, the four o'clock champagne for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Like this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you do happen to be in Paris and you're looking to buy uh, some macaroons, there are some very famous stores um, that are just extremely beautiful as well. I happened to pass by one the other day, La Durée, which is very close to uh, Place Vendôme, which is one of the most expensive, you know, uh, places to visit. Uh, if you want to go to Chanel and uh, all the really like high classy uh, fashion places that is that is the place to be so l'art duré or pierre hermé and you're looking at about probably two euros 53 euros for just one little macaroon that you could probably eat in two bites maybe three bites if you're trying to like save the save you know savor it a bit more it, but it is worth it it's worth the time and the money to go search these things out because it is a, a, a special little moment well, it's exactly what you said. It's even the store in itself is beautiful. And it's, it's become such a hit in the late 20 years, I would say. You can find macaroons now in France in all pâtisseries or uh, even um, in uh, refined chocolate stores. 
they will make their own macarons. And uh, the very famous ones you named, Pierre Hermé, La Durée, they have uh, become very famous because they, they hold the history of macarons in their, in their DNA. And also because they always, all the time, they create new flavors that are an adventure in itself, in itself, you know, uh, foods from everywhere, um, uh, creams, any kind of, of mixtures between, I don't know, chocolate and, I don't know, cayenne, for example, things like this. It's very good marketing, uh, I would say, and it's helped make it very famous as well and an experience you don't want to miss. I think there's there's a lot of things you're saying there. I want to unpack very quickly. So for maybe you said the word pâtisserie. So for people who don't know, we you know when you go to France, maybe your first thing you do is you go to a boulangerie, which is where you buy a baguette, which is where you'd buy your bread. Now in the boulangerie, you're also going to buy a pain au chocolat, uh, and you're going to buy a croissant, and you're going to buy all of this kind of lovely things, the vinaigrette that you would have in the morning or maybe in the afternoon for a snack. Now there's another store which actually you won't actually buy bread. It's a pâtisserie. Could you explain what is a pâtisserie? Uh, pâtisserie is the place where you will buy, well, you will find only pastries, and it's there. Are, those are two crafts here. You and lucky for you, Jerry, I come from a family of bakers, and uh, I don't know what to call them, pastry men. <laughs> uh, so those are very specific crafts, crafts, very serious and scientific crafts that you have to learn for many, many years, and then you can you can either become a baker, which is you make bread, anything bread and flour, and pastry, and that's what you find in pâtisserie. Uh, it is you bake cakes, any kind of pastries. Uh, and and France, as in many other countries in Europe, we have very refined pastries here. So yeah, this is different <laughs> from baker. Sometimes you can find a boulangerie pâtisserie that exists, where maybe the same store has both options. But you can also find just one or or the other. And not to forget as well the chocolaterie, which is a place that only deals with chocolate. Yeah, and yet all of them, they do macaroons. <laughs> yeah, very true. You know, <laughs> that's that's how it's become important. How important it's become. Sorry. <laughs> And it's funny because you talked about the idea of a, a craftsmanship. And it, that makes me think of something you have in France, which is called the MUF, which is the Meilleur Ouvrier de France. So it's like yeah. the best craftsman in France. And you have this for like all of these different, um, maybe we should do an episode on that, but you have this yeah. for all these different crafts that you could do. Uh, so you could be like the best plumber or you could be the best um, a carpenter or something like that. Yeah. But you can also be the best chef or you could be the best pastry uh, maker or the best uh, boulanger if you want. Exactly. And I just find that really interesting because it's, it's a, it's a real competition and it's really hard to get. And so if you ever see somebody that has a collar, uh, a chef that has a collar and on his collar, he's got the like the red, white and blue flags. That means that person is a very, very qualified. A craftsman is recognized as like one of the best craftsmen in their in their job. Yeah, it's I guess the highest honor you can reach uh, when you do anything with your hands, I would say. <laughs> so pastry <laughs> is part of it in France. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So getting back to uh, macarons, so what about the taste? What is your favorite flavor? You know, I'm a very classic person. So, and to me, well, this is my position. To me, you can judge the quality of something uh, in food by the way people bake it with the simplest recipe. So the simplest recipe for a macaron would be the plain chocolate one or the plain coffee or plain uh, nuts. Yeah, mm -hmm. it also is a very basic one. And I would always go for the basics, yet I can let myself be tempted by, I don't know, like exotic fruits, for example. I like when they mix 
chocolate with an exotic fruit, for example, or vanilla or, well, I like to taste okay. things, but I would go for the very basic chocolate one. Just, just to have a comparison is what you're saying. But for me in particular, I, I would go with like the lemon, the lemon zest. I just find that really, that's always it's just something like, oh, wow, it just, poof, you just, it just explodes in your mouth. And then the second one I would say is like uh, the caramel beurre salé. So that would be salted caramel. And that is a, yeah. that is a big favorite of mine. Yeah. Those are good. Well, I, my advice would be taste all of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get like a 48-pack and just uh, make it last for a little while if you can. Uh, so we, we talked a little bit about, you know, how, how French these things are. and um, But for me, it seems like one of the things that makes this incredibly French is maybe that it's the opposite of some of the other things that we've talked about, where, you know, things that are kind of simple but chic and kind of stylish in a carefree way, or I don't really care, you know, and poof, it just seems really cool. And here it's actually completely different. It's the other side of France, the, of all things French. It's like, it's really difficult to make like we're talking for for once terry we're talking about something that you can of course you can bake them at home and i've tried i don't did you try to bake them no me personally no but i know my wife is my wife has and i've enjoyed them but she does think it's difficult to make yeah it is something that it that takes some focus and some time and so it's not the thing that you'll do in five minutes just like this uh yeah. yet since the ingredients are so good it is very automatical, I would say, that they are tasty, even the ones you bake at home yourself. So it is yeah. gratifying, I would say. Yeah, it's it's true that even if you, even if you don't succeed completely, it's still going to be good. <laughs> it's still going to taste good. Maybe it's not going to be exact. I was on the, a website called Gastronomos, and they they said uh, they had a question, which is basically how, how should a miss uh, a successful macaroon be? And here is the criteria that they came up with: a macaroon should be perfectly round. It should be perfectly smooth. It should be brilliant in color. It should have a tone, uh, like a color tone that corresponds to its taste. Um, it should be uniform in color. It should have the same diameter, all the different macaroons. The filling must be uh, visible with a minimum of three millimeters thick. And the filling cannot be either too liquid or too fluid. So like this is like a very precise science. Here we are in something that, as you said, I think is also typically French. It's really precise and demanding. So the pride uh, behind it is that, ooh, I'm able to do something that is... Um, uh, how do you say it? Très pointu. Like everything has to be a masterpiece, you know, every little <laughs> aspect it. of it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. Because if you haven't tasted one, just to explain, it's there's a, it's really delicately crunchy on the outside. It's very chewy on the inside. And then you have this kind of cream mixture in the middle. And like if you were just to squeeze it, it would kind of crack and crusty. The crusty sides on the outside would crack. It's just, it's 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 something else. It's something to to behold. Well, it is, Terry. Listening to you right now, I remember when I was a little girl and when my grandmother would buy a macaroon for me and my brother for tea time, I would say, uh, I was already, I thought it was a fascinating experience because of all of what you just said, the crunchy thing and the sweet thing and everything. Uh, but then again, as we said, it is very French. What would be an equivalent in the United States? You know, it's it's kind of hard to say because I mean I could just say very simply cookies, but like cookies are for whenever you know cookies are you can you can go to a cookie store and have just cookies, okay, that that exists. You can have cupcakes, okay, uh, but it's it's kind of it's it's almost like a, a, a cookie, like as far as structurally, I would say it's like a cookie sandwich, right? That does exist, but it's it's very tiny. So like I said, it's two or three bites, so it's a completely different kind of experience. It's like a really high end cookie sandwich, <laughs> but that doesn't seem to fit. Um, I, I thought of something else. I don't know. Do you know what a s'mores is? Yes, with the cereals, 
Kind of. It, it's got a, like a graham cracker, which in France you would call almost like a speculoos kind of cracker. And then in between, it's got marshmallows and then you have chocolate and you kind of melt it over a, a, a fire. And this is the same thing where it's something that's very special. It's a unique moment. It's when you're camping normally, something like that. And it's not something you have every day. And, um, and it kind of makes me think of that as far as like the, you know, the context in which you eat it is, it does feel like a special moment. And I had a little story about s'mores because, uh, for one of my daughter's birthdays, I think she was like six or seven. I, we had a bunch of little girls, they'd all came over little French girls and my, my daughter's, you know, half American. And I decided to make s'mores for all these little French girls. I was like, oh, this would be kind of funny. They'll, they'll discover something new. And so here I was making a ton of s'mores, you know, and I got them in the tin foil and everything. And I put them in the fire and all that. And I pulled them out and it was just kind of funny to see these little French girls are just like what is this mess? <laughs> you know, they, didn't, they didn't know how to eat it. It was like, you know, the, you know, the, the, the chocolate was just, you know, all over the place. And, and they were just like, no, I'm not having any of it. <laughs> they would maybe taste a little bit like, no, that's enough. And meanwhile, my daughter's like, I'm going to have another one and another one. And like, I had to slow down, like, no, no, quit. You can't have like more than two s'mores. That's just going to like, uh, that's a heart attack. So, uh, so anyway, that, that was my example, s'mores. Yeah. So, no, I wonder, uh, does that mean that here in French, we're not able to eat messy? <laughs> I don't maybe because you guys are you know your Mexican food is lacking a bit you know you still need to work on the Mexican food you know where you have the juices of the taco running down your elbows that that's you know I don't think you have food that does that in France so what about you what's your favorite part of this thing about macaroons um my favorite part is how funny it is that it became more than what it originally is I mean it is famous and a very popular i would say uh because of what it is even more than because of how good it tastes like it is something that you have to experience once here if you're on the french soil that's it and for mm. example the good proof of it is that uh in parisian airports and maybe others as well but in parisian airports you have several little lettuce stores where you can buy macaroons as if you had to buy a box of macaroons be before you get anywhere on the planet from France. Uh, even as if it was a proof that you were in France, you have macaroons. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you there. And it also, it makes a great gift because if you show up from France and you have a box of macaroons, people are going to be pretty darn excited. And uh, I would say for me, it's just the, the, I like the colors because they're extremely colorful and you don't really know what the taste is going to be until you kind of, you know, put it in your mouth and then you're like, oh, it's like jelly beans in a way. You're like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is exciting. So we, we've been talking about macaroons for a while now. Now, is it possible not to like them? Well, yes. Objectively, I would say, yes, everything is possible. And it's not because many, many people like them that everyone has to like them. At the very least, they are very entertaining because of everything you just said, the colors, the surprise of the taste. But it's okay that maybe you're really not into it and you have no interest in them. That can happen, I'm sure. Yeah, I, and I guess you're right. If you if you don't like sugar and sweet, crunchy things, like maybe you you don't like you know macaroons. But I'd be kind of surprised. Um, what are some other things like this, like macaroons, that we can find in France? Well, they make me think of chocolate. They're very good. Um, the, the the how do you say it? Refined, fine chocolate mm -hmm. that you can buy in specific stores that only make good chocolate. Um, so they have the same qualities to me, like it's original, uh, tastes are different. People really try hard to surprise us with their chocolates and it's always a, a, an experience in itself. So we have that also in front, very mm. good chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And funny, it's, it just reminds me of the thing in the U S I'm always going for 
quantity. And and when in France, I'm always going for quality. You know, actually, it's hard sometimes to break my my quantity habit. Like I want more for the same price, but actually, particularly with macaroons, it's better to spend you know twice as much money for the same amount, and because it's going to be twice as good. <laughs> but um, I, it made me think of two other things that start with M. Uh, for me, I would say madeleines, which are like a little teeny kind of spongy cake, which are, are really good. Um, and if you like Proust, uh, the the writer, he wrote about the madeleine de Proust. And also, I would think of meringues, which are these kind of like sweet clouds of sugar uh, made from like basically whipped eggs and, and egg, whipped egg whites and sugar. And for like two euros, I think my kids can buy one down at the, the boulangerie downstairs. And and we would eat it for like days because it's just so much sugar. <laughs> but um, those are, are, are two little things that started with M. When I thought of macaroons, I was like, oh, yeah, it makes me think of those two things. Maybe I can ask you a question. So Thierry, sure. what would you say to someone that hasn't tasted macaroons yet? Well, I think that's a good way to, to wrap up this podcast. If you haven't tasted one yet, I would say uh, go do it. <laughs> you could find some online. You can order them and have them delivered. Um, if you have tasted them, uh, why don't you buy one for a friend or a loved one? I'm pretty sure they will absolutely remember uh, the, this gift coming in the mail. Um, and if you like puzzles or you like following very precise instructions and, and cooking things that are very difficult, why don't you cook yourself up a batch? Because even if you make a mistake, I'm pretty sure the results are going to be very tasty. What about you, Myriad? What do you think? Well, I, th- I agree with you. I think this is something that you might want to try at least once. And it's a very good present to give, for sure. And yeah, I I like it to be funny. So just for the fun of it, try to make them at home. You can find a recipe on the internet, I'm sure. And be sure that the result is never going to be as beautiful as it is on a French pastry. It's okay, because... Once you taste it, you'll see that it is delicious, even the ones you make at home. So I'm very confident about this. So you should try. Actually, I had I had one last story. I almost forgot. When I was living in Paris, I was training um, professionals in English, and I had a chef once who was a client, and I had organized a session where the next session he was basically going to describe, like he the the person his his teacher was going to have to do the cooking, and he wouldn't be able to touch the instruments or the utensils or whatsoever, and he could only describe it in English how to cook macaroons to the teacher, you know? And of course, it, I organized this whole thing. I was really excited about it. And it turns out I couldn't go that day. And it was one of my colleagues that got to go. And so he comes back and he's just like beaming from ear to ear because he comes back with like a whole box full of macaroons that he got to make himself with like with the direct instruction from the chef. I was incredibly jealous. And they were delicious macaroons as well. Yes, yeah, see, this is what happens when you bake them. <laughs> okay, we've almost talked about macaroons for 30 minutes now. So you have to go out there and give them a try. Come back in a couple of weeks for our next podcast. Mariot, it's as always, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure. And uh, remember to tell us how it goes if we try to bake them at home. <laughs> Send us some pictures. <laughs> yeah. Allez, bye bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and let us know what you love about France. Maybe it'll be our next episode. Allez, until next time, à bientôt. À la prochaine.